Hey everyone, welcome to the Voice in the Pen podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. We are here today with Ari Papalardo, and I am Emily Burdett. Thanks for having me. This is fun. <laughs> so far, so good. So far, so good. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to kind of jump right in um, So and kind of tell people if they didn't already know this or have not been to Voice of the Pen live shows in Wilmington. Ari has been on Voice in the Pen, I think. I can't remember Entirely now. It's like I, I, um, I've lost track of the number of times, but that's because he likes it so much and wants to support it and loves playing it, which is awesome for us because um, I love when artists want to come believe, play our show. I believe it's four. It's four, four to five. Times? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there was, you know, I don't remember the time before, but there was one in June, then like one immediately after it, like in July. And I'm coming back for Christmas, and there was something in between. And then you so did a Ted. Like four. Did a Ted. I did a live at Ted, so that's five. Yeah. Oh, five. Okay. Yeah. If you then include I, the Christmas special. Oh, then I missed the Christmas special. You missed the Christmas special. There yes. was one on my birthday, June first, and then one in July. And so the live at Ted's was my birthday one actually. oh was it now now that i get to that yeah that's, that's what right. happened which one of these do i stay oh at? that's right well that one that so, one yeah when i go personal that's the camera you use <laughs> that's that's your demille camera i'm ready for what are my you doing here all right yeah give, give the camera i did spell it right, right you said i spelled it right you spelled it right it, yes you spelled it impeccably it's good <laughs> well i had your help just just one o at the end it's perfect well, um, <laughs> I'm just going to, <laughs> I'm really glad that this can be edited. No, um, it can't be, yeah, no, this, it cannot this, be edited. <laughs> this one I'm keeping. This one you're keeping. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no I'll edits. say this about Emily real quick, since we're talking to the world right now. Um, I think that without Emily, I wouldn't have any business playing in Wilmington. So that's why voice and pen and our relationship is so important. And, you know, the other week you came to Raleigh and I came out and I saw you at Beer and Banjos. That was a good mm -hmm. time. And just that idea, guys, about, you know, kind of artists going out and supporting each other and then helping each other out. And then I have a show here on Saturday. So she's like, come to this podcast. And I was like, that's awesome. So that's, uh, that's why I'm here. That's why I drive two hours. Sweet. Thank you. Hang out with you and you. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, this is why I got into it, because Emily had been doing it before, and uh, when CB got on board, they had asked me for help, and I was like, well, if this is doing what I think it's going to do, I definitely want to be a part of it. She successfully sucked us in, uh, us other musicians who aren't from Wilmington, and she's she's not from Wilmington, that's great, she's from West Virginia, you know, you guys, maybe you people who watch the show know that, but if you didn't, she's from West Virginia. She comes to Wilmington, and what does she do? She, like, sets up a base camp for other outsiders to come and play. So that's really cool. That's a good so way thanks. to put it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I've been here for 10 years, so, you know, it feel Wilmington does feel like home to me now, and it, it did obviously take a while to get kind of integrated into music, being that it was like, uh, you know, everybody goes through all these different, like, I was. I became a yoga instructor. I became a massage therapist. I wanted to work in film. Yeah. Did a little bit. Did a little bit of music. And then it was like, what can I do to bring more folks into like the Wilmington community, but also get all the musicians to know each other? So it's not like we're just seeing each other on you know the, the interwebs. Like mm -hmm. such and such is playing here. You know, like Delia Stanley is playing here. I don't really know Delia, but. Um, 
you know, maybe if I start this thing, we can start bringing more musicians out to play original music and find out also which musicians play original music because you don't know until you ask. Absolutely. Right. And then it's really cool because more more of them play original music than I knew or write original music. And then you'll find some I'll invite and they'll say, oh, well, I don't have originals yet, but, you know, this is inspiring me to write originals so that I can get up there and perform them for people. It's interesting finding the people who, like, they were never asked that before like oh i've played a thousand shows as a cover artist as a you know as a cover jockey you know but i haven't done i haven't no one's ever said that to me before oh can i you know uh, oh yeah of course i have original songs just no right. one ever they wants to hear they don't pay you for them it's very interesting right and uh right i think you know i know you want to change that and i want to change that you know where i live it's be like let's make places where artists can perform and see compensation and uh you know celebrate their original work Right, and of course, we talked about this when we had Trent Harrison on. The Bluebird Cafe was sort of the inspiration behind creating Voice in the Pen here in Wilmington. How can we make this a town that's not just a film town, but a music town as well? So, mm -hmm. But I want to kind of get a little bit of background on you for the audience to know a little bit. Like, how you got into music. Just a brief, like, how did you get into music? Um, did you grow up? Um, playing instruments? Did someone inspire you? And how did you get into starting writing your own songs? Um, okay, so if the question is, uh, where did songwriting begin? You know, I got a guitar at 14, and by 16, I'm able to string chords and words together. And that's enough, without even knowing what I'm doing, that's enough for me to go, okay, well, this is like presentable. So once I got in that mode of things are presentable, then I would, you know, set out to find places to play and the first thing i ever did was a oh like a ron paul benefit you know this you know independent or like libertarian he was indie or he was libertarian i think he was independent and uh, my guitar teacher was into him and we ended up playing at a like rally for him there wasn't a lot of people but that was like the first time i can recall being up on stage and here's an acoustic guitar do your thing play play whatever you've written there you go and i was about 16 and, you know, then you start a band and you do that. And uh, I was just with my friend, uh, John Tosanovich, ah, I think I meant Tomasovich, John Tomasovich, very interesting name. Um, and he and I have known each other for over a decade because when he was 25 doing a serious rock and roll band called Left on Case and then turned into The Future Is Me, um, and then they broke up, I was... I was in this band called Zicero. So like from 18, 19, I'm following these guys around. I get to play a few shows with them. They're very, you know, like we meet up, we hang out for four hours. We, we write, we write, we write, we write until we're satisfied as four people. And then it's a song and then we work on it. I hung out with these guys in the studio. That's where, I, so I'm 19 years old. It's 2009 or something. And I cut my first EP with a band. It's four songs. The band is Zicero. And, and then we were no more. So... If you ask me about my 20s, I'd say it was a long string of bands that didn't work out. And you try and you assert yourself creatively and for whatever reason, it doesn't stick. And then, you know, I had a band that broke up in 2015 or 16. And that's when I was like, OK, you're on your own. You're solo at last. You're on your own. And that was that was the best uh, decision I ever made for myself. <laughs> Yeah, you're the only one you have to worry about getting paid, right? Mm -hmm. The only thing for me was when I was really wanting to be in a duo 
at least for a while, because at first it was like, oh my gosh, carrying all this equipment myself is really not fun. Um, but you know, you just have to, you just have to do it and get used to it. And, you know, really it's a, it's quite a workout. So, you know, you don't have to do other exercise. <laughs> I, w- I wish I had a driver. If I could do anything different, I'd say it'd be great to like pay somebody to be like, all right, your job is to just commute and don't get drunk and take me back. Cause that's that would be nice. just playing, yes. playing guitar and doing everything that we do. <laughs> it would be great to not be stuck like this for a few hours uh, coming back from Wilmington or Elkin or Asheville or where, wherever we decide to go. Right. Because it's like, if you, especially if you play out of town, you've yeah. got to drive two hours and then you've got to do your, you know, three hour gig. And then it, by then it's, it's 10 o'clock and then you're hanging out, talking to people after the show. And then you don't get home till one in the morning and you have to, you know, have all that. I mean, it's an eight hour work day, but it's like, absolutely. It's, I mean, playing a three hour show can be exhausting because of how much energy you put into performance. Right. Yeah. And last year, um, remember I went to Charleston, West Virginia, where you're from. And, you know, you were very, very helpful in that regard too. You were like, check out this place, go here. Um, and I played a bookstore and then I was like, well, that was six and a half hours or something like that driving. So of course I had to stay there. And I remember I drove to Charleston. I got like the last hotel, the last hotel room in in this, whatever it was, you know, I forget what it was. It was yeah. like a comfort inn or something. And I got the last room and just called on that night. And I was like, oh, yes, wow. I was like, yes, I have a bed. I, have a place. I can take a bath. So is that like super fun, uh, romantic and pathetic rock star image of like, you drive to right. a town, you play to some people, and you stay in the hotel room, that's pretty much like you broke even and then you wake up and you go home. And I had a gig at like a Catholic church in Clayton. So I had to try to try to haul ass, woke up and had to haul ass from Charleston, West Virginia to Clayton, North Carolina, and do that. Um, this is this is a just, you know, the glamour, the glamorous lifestyle. Even better, I was playing with a bunch of kids. When of I say independent kids, artists. Teen, yeah, I had teenage <laughs> kids who were there, and they're sort of like a student band that I, that I work with. So I'm their front man, and we played Nirvana and whatnot. And they call themselves House, like H-A-U-S. Okay. And it's this boy, so shout out to Keegan Smith, the guitar player, and, and Aiden for uh, being the drummer, and he also can, can sing as well. Uh, Aiden Bruntmeyer. I'm not going to forget his name. It's too German. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, those guys are really talented. So kind of like what I was talking about, these are young teens. They're interested in music. Their parents have said, fine, be a band, you know, work together. You're the drummer, you're the guitar player, pick mm-hmm. songs. And I'm just like the front man who sings those songs. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what the kids want. Um, so that's kind of fun. It's kind of exciting. I don't love teaching, but that's kind of not, it's almost like I'm teaching them to perform and how to be in a musical space, how to be respectful, treat the sound right. guy with respect. Sound guy's very important, right? You know, we need, we need uh, that's the most important oh, yeah. person on crew. If you want to sound good. If you want to sound good, you treat better the sound man. Children, well. everyone, <laughs> every, you know, children who are 35, be really kind to yourself. Just like, good morning, ask them if they want a cup of coffee, do, do what you got to do to. Yeah. Or, or, or a Mountain Dew. Feed them donuts. Feed them donuts. Yeah. A Mountain burger, Dew. You know, steak, however far up your chain you want to go, <laughs> your monitor sounds better. Yeah, you can email ahead and figure out what your sound man prefers, sound man or woman, what they might like. If they need gluten-free donuts, you know, like you can just exactly. do your research ahead of time and, that, and that you'll sound them, great. That lets you know, that lets the person know that you care. 
And right. and you could you be just show up and kind of like pat them on the back and give them the standard you know line of you know good job thanks right and, and we don't care because it's sitting... all just a flex it's all just a move but right. pretend you care and right. get them donuts and I'm and over coffee. in the corner you know like in a puddle sobbing for all the <laughs> tiny little mistakes that I heard that you know nobody else is paying attention to and I'm like I forgot to unmute something or you know all this uh. being said though most of the time we we are our own sound. Yep. Our own driver, sound. <laughs> oh, certainly on the smaller security. Scale. On the smaller scale. Your yes. own security. Own, secu- uh, own and everything. Bus <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. All of that. So you mentioned Charleston and then Fun what gig. are some what are some of the other highlights or on your two thousand Twenty-two tour. Yeah, it's a 2022 tour, which were, was sort of hard to say. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a tour that begins, you know, kind of floating around Wilmington. And then I went to Charleston, South Carolina for a while, hung out with my friend Hunter and just uh, played open mics and went to, you know, went out at the river and went out to the beach. And it was so fun. And then continued south to St. Augustine, Florida, and ended up talking my way into a show at a cigar bar. Great people. And then took a little, went home for a little bit and then went up to New England where I, you know, hit Philadelphia and uh, Queens and Brooklyn and then continued to Boston in that area. Um, only really had an, like a super official show October 28th in Brooklyn, which was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a Halloween show. So I thought that justified me wearing a scary mask and beginning the beginning yeah. the show in in the suit wearing the suit this one of yeah this one it was actually the debut of this jacket you would wear a mask at a at a show that was not a halloween show too just, i am always just, reminding people of halloween throw that out there we right. played halloween at the benefit concert last week just because we just want to remind people in february that halloween's coming you can't get away from it never <laughs> and yeah you can't it's coming it's coming like a freight train and uh you know it's and you're helping expand the franchise I am, you know, I'm just trying to keep, keep you know, Hershey candy. alive. Right. Charleston Chew, very important. Char- yeah. Charleston, Charleston Chew. Charleston Chew. <laughs> a gesture to you, you're not from Charleston, South Carolina, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I wore a clown mask with blood on it, and my intro was I played a spooky original song on my pedal board. Those of you who have seen me, you know I have, a, I have a heavy pedal board. It's fun, I like to talk about it. And it has um, an RC... 30 loop station on it you can have pre-recorded tracks in it it's got a hard drive so i hit that and it's all scary halloween music (laughs) i walk around to the audience with fake bugs that i bought at spirit halloween shout (laughs) shout out to spirit halloween i'm handing out bugs to strangers and um i just remember this one woman just like black dress red hair i was approaching her and she just had this look on she's just like you know like what's what's about to happen yeah Put a cockroach in her hand, fake oh, one, of course, man. and she just laughs, you know. <laughs> she just laughs right there, and I'm like, all right, that's why I came to Brooklyn, to leave this weird impression on people, and <laughs> made a lot of fun. The next night, I went to a party where they uh, they were grilling, so they set the grill on fire when they neglected it, and we were all kind of for like 15 minutes. We weren't sure where our fates lied that night, but we survived, and it's best Halloween party ever to let you know that you, know, you have a near-death experience, and in the moment, it's scary. And then when you're done with it, it's like the greatest feeling. So uh, thank you, New York, for that. That was the best Halloween party ever. A real-life, uh, the propane tank might explode moment. Yeah. Some Frank Zappa's best shows were Halloween shows in New York City. Yeah? Oh, yeah. So just look that up sometime when you're bored. I don't see that happening in your life, though. But. <laughs> 
I like I have respect for Zappa. I like Zappa. Yeah, some yeah. of those shows were absolutely crazy. He would grab people and bring them up on stage and actually have them, you know, have a little dance contest. It's- I, I do sit around and watch live concerts. I was actually just watching uh, St. Vincent. I believe she was at uh, Austin City Limits a few years ago doing her mass seduction tour, and I just like ended up watching the whole freaking thing. Can we cuss? Can I say frick? I don't flip see why not. fudge. I think yeah. I haven't I haven't swore so far. So I don't I think, think we'll get kicked off of anything if you cuss. Yeah, it's not me. Elon, are you watching? Right. Yeah. Are the Twitter yeah. people watching? I wouldn't do Twitter. Well, it's no. <laughs> I wouldn't do Twitter. Okay. Well, no. It's it'll be YouTube and uh, Instagram. So I mean, sorry, YouTube and the podcast on like podcast oh, like, app and Facebook, like Apple Podcasts, Facebook, or where, yeah, wherever wherever the hell we feel like it. Make sure Zuckerberg gets his hands in it, right? So I broke the ice for you. There, <laughs> his you clammy hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the so talking about the Halloween show. This yeah. is Exactly why it was so awesome to do the the Christmas special show for Voice in the Pen. Yeah. Because it was kind of like a, a it was going to be a special show, and I I wasn't totally sure what I was going to do yet, being because I I usually book the acts for the show, and so and TK and CB were both off that night, and so. Ari sees, you saw a post and you're like, or you saw like a, me post like, oh, hey, yeah. I'm looking for some, some people to come out. And, and I was like, one more time. Play for our, our Christmas show, you know. 2022 is not over. So and, I'm sorry I missed that. And, and Ari's it's like, a wait a second. Do you, do you not have anybody playing yet? And, <laughs> and I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm toying with the idea of doing some karaoke, making it Christmassy. And, you know, CB's like, karaoke sounds fun to me. You know, like, yeah, sounds great. And then Ari's like, well, I'll come down and play it. And it's like, now I'm like, I don't know why I was surprised. And so we got this whole thing together, which was really cool. Ari's like, we can do these skits and we can do, you know, like comedy. And I was like, I'm all in. So we just made it this comedic thing where we would do kind of like, well, I say skits, but they're very like short in between songs. So we picked like a few Christmas songs. Yeah. We did a few covers together and then we each did a few of our originals and dressed up in I had like an elf costume kind of go in and Ari had his gold suit, of course. Played the Charlie Brown Christmas song and had a little um Christmas fern, mm-hmm. right? And yes. it was a really fun show. So um yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there too. You're always into the festive Man, I'm sorry shows. I that. I... Hey, <laughs> we missed you. We missed it, you. It was a lot of fun. We had to sure. do. We had we had to run our own sound and all this stuff. And it, was, it was crazy. <laughs> it was terrible. No, no, it was. It, it worked out, and uh, that was the highlight. Kind of got everybody to sing along with Charlie Brown, and yeah, we we're just kind of having fun with the idea because you know I, I which one is it? That one. I hate I hate Christmas. It's not fun. Um, so whatever you can do to kind of make it fun, make it a little bit fun for me, the Grinch, whatever we can do to make it just a little more spicy and zesty and not just like silent night. And I'm dreaming of a Christmas. Like I just see the zombies rising from the grave when I hear that song. (laughs) It's just very slow paced for me sometimes when people do the basic Christmas, but then, you know, I love gremlins. Because that's an amazing Christmas movie. And it's also not a Christmas movie. It's Gremlins. Right. It's right. about weird mutant mogwais. Yes. May or may not be from space. And they kind yes. of rip off Alien with the hatching pods. Mm-hmm. I love it. 
So let's talk about your album. You're recording a new album, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you've, you've got one album on Spotify right now, mm, which right. is titled Minstrel Class. Minstrel Class. Okay. Yeah. And then you're working on your second one. How far into that have you gotten? And is it some? Is it going to be a different sound than the first? Or same songs. Same songs. Same, same songs. Okay. Same Just chords. reworked. <laughs> it's the same chords, right? <laughs> same chords. <laughs> second verse. Same as the first. Do you have right. singles? Do, <laughs> do you have singles? Yeah, I out have singles. already for, for um, not out yet. No, not but out they're yet. in okay. the uh, they're in the they're in the works. Yes, um, one is completely done. The other are mixed and need to be mastered. We're going for four singles. The first one to expect is called "What You Wish For," and it's a cool song. Yeah, a little, it's a little sassy. I think tone okay. tone of it's sassy, and but it's kind of like a. Yeah, it's a, it's a different, it's a more, people aren't supposed to say this, but yeah, it's kind of like what you heard on the first album, but a little more sophisticated and maybe mindful, if you will. I really like the production of it. I'm working with Noel White, who's been recording and and uh, producing the thing, and it's that's been really fun to talk with him. He's a percussionist, and you know he's added all sorts of nice things, like a little, little triangle thing in here. I got a song called uh, Both Sides of 40, that's about mm -hmm. my favorite highway, Highway 40. Love yeah, you've it. performed that one on Voice in the Pen. Yeah, and uh, people ask me about that one, so I like that. You know, my mom wants to hear what you wish for already. She wants that released, and then I, I think that everybody's going to resonate a little bit with both sides of 40. If you had to tell me what's your mm -hmm. strongest single, it's that. And okay. I got, yeah. And, and I got London a, Fog. London Fog. London Fog is, is out and about and rocking the world. Kind of, you know, but uh, it's yeah. a very catchy song. People, I, people are always making me play it, so that's it that's gets in my head Ireland. for sure. What's that? It's hot in Ireland. It's hot in Ireland. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> strange. Over in Norway. Yeah, for the first time. Yeah, um, actually, got like a lot of uh, Spotify attention in in Australia. Those were like my top cities, like Sydney, Melbourne. Nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah, you don't really very know, cool. and you never know. Cause there was a young lady from Uganda. I won't, I won't call out your name, but. You know, you're from Uganda, and she, you're, she was kind enough to reach out and say, "Hey, I found your song Don't Shoot Me' through TikTok," which I didn't even really like have a TikTok at the time, so I don't know how that happened. She <laughs> finds it, yeah. She gets to the music video and then finally finds my Instagram, and now we're just talking. And she's like, "You know, hey, you know, you know, hi, I'm in my 20s, live in Uganda. I find your song very, very inspiring and very beautiful." And I'm just like, oh, "This is crazy. This is crazy. So, yeah. Very cool. Yeah." Like yeah, you can reach. meet yeah. people all over the world when you've got music out there on Spotify, and you get to look on your artist page and see, you know, you can see. Yeah, you don't have to worry until they show up at your door. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I hope you believe me. That's that's not fun. And also, you know, it, it's humbling. It is humbling to go. Yeah, I don't. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Stalker. <laughs> oh. Stalker. Yeah. Can you come back in thirty? <laughs> we're drink. We're drinking coffee off camera. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You're very polite for a stalker. So, <laughs> yeah, I like talking to myself. I like being creative in lots of ways and, you know, kind of kind of a showman, you know, kind, kind of a peacock. You know, I, I don't <clears throat> I don't mind being the shiny person in the room. I had a show at in Greensboro and I told my friend uh, Tomasevich, John Tomasevich, that I was going to walk around in another bar and get some attention for the show. And he was like, yeah, whatever. And then I, I walk out in the cold suit and I'm just like, you know, walking to the street and 
you know, two people talked to me for wearing the suit. And then I was like, we're playing at the Flatiron. And he was like, that's so that's so goofy, but also it worked. And you were like... Well, you ha- sometimes you have to have something like that that people remember. You know, it's like, the again, like talking about being on Voice in the Pen, because that's how I met you. But coming to Waterline Brewing and, you know, you got there, you were wearing something completely different. And right before you got ready to be up on stage, you went to the bathroom and changed into a gold suit. And, you know, it was just like, oh, okay. You've got, you you know, you can't, you showed up as just yourself, I guess, but not that the gold suit's not you Johnny as well. But, yeah. you know, um, you showed up in, I guess we'll say regular clothes and you come out in this bright, shining gold suit. And sometimes you have different layers on and you'll even like take the top layer of pants off to reveal the gold pants, right? It's true that I, (laughs) I mean, I really just became a musician so I could take my pants off in front of people. (laughs) And that's... Well, it's memorable, obviously. I mean, it's memorable. The gold suit is memorable. It's just a bit of fun. And uh, yeah, it's 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 stupid. In a word, it's just like, I'm just kind of... uh, Doing doing stupid stuff because uh, the light you know the lights on you and you're like all right this would well, be kind of and it's fun I mean it's fun yeah make it's, it fun right it's fun and harmless yeah yeah um, yeah I'm not gonna take anything else off today in case you guys you guys can turn it <laughs> off right now right now um, yeah. let's talk about the endometriosis benefit that you just played yes um, so I know you wanted to mention that and bring up some other benefits you might be playing in the future yeah so shout out to my buddy my musical partner on Lou. For helping organize, uh, he did all all these flyers. He did so much. Uh, we ended up getting um, getting like a chef involved, so there was food for sale. A silent auction was created by On. My responsibility, um, because he had created a GoFundMe for a personal friend of ours um, who needs surgery. He he made the GoFundMe and started raising money. I said, "Well, let's let's do a concert, let's do a show, let's do what we do very well." And he goes, well, great. I have event planning experience. Go, great. I know all these musicians. Let's do this. And talk to Bond Brothers. So talk to Jay and Jeremy Bond and the booking agent, Gigi, and was like, this is what we're trying to do. We want to do it at your space. They loved the idea. They okayed it. And they gave us February 3rd. And between ticket sales, which all went to donations, dinner sales, and the silent auction, we raised two grand that night. Wow. There's two grand, just a local event in Cary that, you know, at that's just great. really, yeah, like, yeah, it was packed and I kept spinning around like a doofus being like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe that like two weeks ago, this was an idea. Here it is. And there's, you know, pulled pork over there and there's our auction, auction items over here. And there's a bunch of musicians lined up and everybody's eager to play and keeping them it's kind of fun to be the the proprietor the mc of things mm-hmm. and then be there and go all right you know you have 25 minutes and you gotta mind that and you know get through the night and it was a thing that as it was happening i was saying ah, i'm gonna miss this like i'm missing every minute i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna be upset when this is over because it's been so much work and now here we are having fun and the fun part is just the it's just the fast and it happened. Yeah. All, all those great performers. Uh, I'll shout them out as best I can, because my mind isn't what it used to be. Um, but uh, Ariel Bryant performed. He's a fantastic musician. Uh, 
Christy Dixon Yao, a close friend, amazing songwriter, uh, you know, pop music, pop artist. Um, Scarlet Tantrum came up from Southern Pines and joined us, so that was great. And Andrew Sellers came and played guitar with her. Uh, on Lou and I performed, and the children's band Haas performed with Keegan Smith, Aiden Bruntmeyer, and my brother, Gabriel Papalardo, played bass. So there's pictures of that online, him and his blue bass. And seriously, if I'm messing this up right now, I'm really sorry, but uh, Allison Hatfield. Yeah, I'm stupid. Yeah, Allison Hatfield open. Good friend, dear friend, uh, Nashville singer, songwriter, piano player, amazing vocalist, uh, Allison Hatfield. So um, all those people donated their time and we raised that money and we, we want to do it again. We want to just open the door to like a fund for people in the triangle, mm -hmm. essentially. You know, we're, we need to work this out. But what I see, on and I, on you may or may not agree with this, but I, what I see is there being an existing pool of money for people who have, who, you know, are uninsured or something and, and need to have this, this surgery for any stage of endometriosis, need to have it removed. There's a, a fund for that and people can tap into it. Sort of like when the pandemic happened, there was a local artist fund and you just applied to it. And then, you know, out of some fund, I got several hundred dollars because I'm a you know professional singer songwriter who can't work. Right. All that. Um, yeah. Where were you the last day of the of the things being open? The first day of lockdown? Like, where, where were you? Were you right here in Wilmington? I was in Wilmington. I mean, St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. Was that the day? The bars closed at five and uh, I drove here. Gosh, I can't, honestly I don't remember where where exactly I was. I just remember I just remember very well. I had I had moved into a new apartment in February, and I remember just you know just being in that place by myself. I didn't have a roommate, so it was just me and my dog, and just sitting there binge watching Netflix shows. And I can't work. I can't play music. I can't. I'm massage therapy. I couldn't do I couldn't do any work crazy um so yeah i that's that's mostly what i remember just like hanging out playing music with like on my own mm. didn't really write i did um i think a lot of musicians probably did this and uh live streaming for yeah for you know tips so yeah i had a pretty good response with that that was really cool some people who worked remotely would 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 tell me on their lunch when, when they took lunch they would they would watch my live stream, which was really cool. And they, they say, you know, because people miss music a lot when the pandemic hit and they couldn't go out and listen to music and, you know, drink their beers yeah. and, yeah. you know, so that that was the way that they had to access it was online and get people still get that, like, cover music or original or whatever, like through Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, experience. Did you do the, any of that streaming? Oh, a lot of it, yeah. Okay. It was uh, my buddy Liz Reedy. Who Liz uh, Liz moved to Vermont, but uh, at the time she was living in North Carolina, and she was like week one or something, uh, live streaming with Liz, and I was like, oh, that's really great, and you know, started doing that on a weekly basis, turned it into like a two-hour show, and you know, had the little sign that said Venmo and whatnot, mm -hmm. and pushed that close to the screen, and then I, you know, I had yeah. colored lights. Yeah, I found myself on on uh, online a lot, ordering weird lights. And kind of got into, <laughs> yeah, got into not just the idea, okay, now we're working with, uh, 
streaming ourselves on iPhones, on Facebook and stuff like that for tips, but also like, oh, what lighting works best if I'm in a dark, if I'm in my parents' den and I'm set up. Yes. There's a thing like, yeah, I'd like come back to my parents' house and be like, hey, can I, can I do this? You know, you know what it's for. You know, and I'd just go there and be like, you know, rocking out with the pedal board and yeah. playing with my. It was, it was playing, a good time yeah. to learn. Yes. You know, maybe learn how to do some lighting for your live streams. I know Travis Shallow uh, started doing his YouTube channel. He's a local artist. Um, yeah. And he started doing his YouTube channel, and that he does not really do gigging all the time anymore because he's he's gained so many viewers from doing his consistent every week. Because yeah. that was what, you know, the pandemic, what what can I do to survive as an artist? Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of life pivots, a lot of people figuring out ways to do things better. Because, you know, you're, what else What else do you got? You don't have the, the distraction of the bar scene. I'm not going out to see you. You're not coming out to see me. What are we doing? Hopefully, hopefully, ladies and gentlemen, we're working on ourselves in the darkness. <laughs> and we're, you know, writing writing or polishing a song like Both Sides of 40 or Menace. I mean, all that was happening yes. in that time, 2020. So yeah, it's interesting how as an artist, you almost never are able to like catch up with your own writing because you're like, okay, even the stuff, I feel like I just wrote it. But now here it is, you're almost ready to listen to it. And it's like two and a half years since I wrote that stuff. And there's right. more stuff, right? But, you know, so, you know, I don't know how you do it, but I've found it kind of cool to like have multiple studios to drop into. So I kind of have like, you know, the ideas that are this and then maybe some things I'm, I'm demoing, I hang out with this guy. Oh, and, yeah. 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 You know, or try a different sound. Go, this producer knows me like like this softer thing. And then this guy, I want to do something harder and edgier. I'm going to go over here, try it out here. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you if there's a lot of studios you drop into around Wilmington, but that's that's fun at least in like suburbia yeah i have recorded with different people and sometimes it it's just a matter of i want this to sound different and can can this producer do something different with me that the other one couldn't do or didn't do and you know everybody hears things differently and yeah. has different suggestions for adding different instrumentation and of course hourglass studios is is one of the places i've recorded um like to throw that out there just because um, Trent is such a um, yes, known yeah, uh, recording engineer in Wilmington. Yeah. Um, uh, so you are also in town. I just want to throw this out there yeah. for um, for a show this week, right? That's right. You're yeah. playing at Flytrap Brewing? Playing at Flytrap Brewing on Saturday. And have you played 11. there before? I have never played there before. 8 to 11, you said? Yeah. Um, oh, cool. So this will be your first time playing there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I wonder if you'll be, you'll probably be outside. Um, I imagine I will be. I yeah, think it'll be, they've got, it'll be Speaking nice. of the pandemic, bringing that back up, the pandemic, they, oh. a lot of places built really cool beer gardens outside mm. uh, because once they started bringing people back and social distancing, uh, they, they had new space for people to be outside and be safe and, so Flytrap has a really, really cool beer garden out outside, and I imagine that's probably where you'll be playing. That's where um, I'll be. That's where I'll be. I love 4th yeah. Street. Big fan of 4th Street. And yep. It's hard. really cool. Yeah, at least for me, it's hard to find a, a show up there. I used to play at Pallet. But yeah, um, you know, Wellington's fun, but it's hard, to, it's hard to really get a foothold if you don't live here. So it's really great that Flytrap's yeah. going to give me this shot, and right. hopefully it'll go well. 
it is it is hard if you don't live in in a city to get in with gigs unless unless they unless they know your name they want to book the locals which is which is good that they're loyal like that but um <laughs> those are digging into my back I, f- I forgot about them mother and child owls owls yeah this reminds me of uh, my grandma's house growing up because she had owls everywhere really you that's, always have that's... like a little trinket you gave me those little ghosts when i went and played in uh yeah, this is the 3D printer. This is, you know, on Lou, a guy helped me organize wow. the endometriosis event. Okay. Was, yeah, so he <laughs> makes these things. And he was like, yeah, give me, he, you know, he's like, give this to a, a mother and a child or something, you know. And they've been <laughs> in my pocket. Yeah, so we need to figure it out. Um, but yeah, they're cool. I could give it give it to you and Jordan. You guys could decide who's the who's the small one, who's the big one. You, you could, you could. Just put them out. At, I'll just put them out at my show tonight. I think you should, and uh, you should take a poll. This is a statistic that I like to talk about. Um, that uh, so so there's the phenomenon. Uh, it's not body shaming. I think it's body celebrating to talk about dad bod. To oh, talk yes. about dad bod. <laughs> and I read a, I read a statistic that said uh, you know um, something like seventy five percent of heterosexual women believe that dad bod is better than like the either you're too skinny lean body or like the cut body uh-huh. on a male because that's hard and uncomfortable they kind of want soft and squishy and it's like 75 <laughs> percent is kind of like an overwhelming number of people who prefer this little little bit of cushion that is true yeah and then this guy i did oh. not know that statistic well it's a google statistic so who knows who made it that's that's and true. you know true. like it could it could have been me i think you know could have hacked google and just said yeah, this is how I feel about dad bod. But it was interesting. And there are other things that said, if you believe you have dad bod, please seek medical attention. Because, <laughs> because being overweight is not a joke. Uh, can, uh, fat fat can it. seep into your organs. So I learned lots of things on Google that night. I learned you know, <laughs> female preferences and then you know, some cold, hard, you know, uh, you know, don't. Don't go for dad bod. You know, if it happens to you, fine. But don't, don't, don't go out of your way. Your liver is precious. It can get fatty. Precious. Get one. So I think I can put that back on my seat now because the owls are done digging into my back. Which is not a oh. tr- not a trippy metaphor. I'm talking about these owls. Yes. Yeah. These these, these owls. I yeah. didn't hold the big one. I just held the small one. It's pretty cool. I mean, I, I can give you those. That's fine. No, you don't have to. Just, yeah, well, you don't you know. have to, you know. It's a not little, a little keepsake. We'll just add it to our set here. It's like the little gifts that the artists bring us. That'd be kind of fun. A little shelf. <laughs> or they're just always like kind of hanging out in different places. And this one's here. This one's here. But we, we can make more. That's the whole thing. We can make more. They're very shiny. <laughs> Evolution made us attracted to shiny. Did you know that? You figured that, right? Uh, no. You know? It's like... Ret- no? I think we'll leave it there. Uh, Biological, so, like, wired into our... Think that's how we stay alive. That yeah, one. Yeah. One of those... Primordial. I'm not surprised that it's TK like, has that information. You have well, you're you're full. He was of right there with information me. And well, right statistics there with me. as well. There's so many of them that I didn't want to get involved, but there's so many of them that are more present when you're a child. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, when you're sitting at home with a very young two month or less, three month or less, they have a number of reactions that are survival based. That we lose over time because we learn how to walk and we no longer need that, you know, grasping 
uh, survival. I forget the nicknames for all of them, but that's that's one of them. We our eyes react first to a change or direction in light, like intensity or movement. That of makes light. sense, I think. And then second is we actually look for color and texture. Hmm. Interesting. So interesting. Yeah, just just because I'm a nerd. <laughs> I don't get that light thing at all. That doesn't make sense. No, I'm just no, I'm just joking. Yeah, I can't tell with the Ray Ban aviators. Or... What are they? Took them from my mom. <laughs> you get your wardrobe from, from lots of random yeah, places. Yeah, usually you know we have female members of the family. Uh, or I, I took my my sister's shirt once in high school, and she was very upset because I stretched it out. I thought it looked cool. I thought it looked better on me. Yeah, it made your physique look strong. I like, thought that's what. You're right. Yeah. So then you got to keep it because you stretched it out. Is that what happened? I think. I think Either that might have been what happened. She She's probably in, like, I don't want to wear that anymore. It. No, sorry, we're already teenagers, so it was oh, a thing. Where it was a total. Yeah, done. Yeah. It was a total dick move to just take, <laughs> take her. You know, whatever. It kind of looked a bit like this. That's it funny. wasn't fishnet though. So, hang on. That's funny. We'll just do this. Would go back. You know. Yeah. I grew up with three sisters. I didn't, so. I, oh, you did? Not having a brother, I, I didn't realize that brothers would try to steal your clothes, too. Well, my sister Nadia is the youngest, so we always had, unfor- I feel bad about this, but we always had that relationship of I'd be like, stop copying me. And, you know, I guess I was, <laughs> I was a little, I was, I was copyable. And I got, I would, that would make me upset, which is weird. So it was a shirt like this or something, a long sleeve thing, not fishnet, obviously. Come on. Is this what you're wearing for your show tonight? I just like to dress like this. I know. I think I'm just it just asking. works. I don't have a show tonight. You have a show. Oh, tonight. I have, you right. have a show. Your tonight. show is on Saturday. I am going to wear this to your show. Musician brain. Just because you said that. Yeah. How so, many times do people ask you on the night? It's so stupid. They uh, not oh, stupid, yeah. but it's weird. You're in the moment with someone, and they go like, "So where are you playing next?" And you really, your brain is like, Bleh. you know. Oh yeah, I had someone ask me that once at a show, and I was like, "Uh," and the guy was like, "You don't know?" And I said. It's like I'm like a cash no. register with no cash right now. <laughs> I There's have nothing to hold my here. phone up and look at True. my calendar. Nothing. Right. That's because, why. no, I don't mm. remember. And it's I, so jarring. I think Randy McQuay had the best response. It's like, well, if you check my website, yeah, yes. you can coordinate any of those shows that you would like to see. And I'll Follow see you there. me on my Instagram. Exactly. Thank you for allowing me to plug that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Marketing and designing and getting that information to you in a way that you can get it on your phone, you can get it on your laptop. Yes. You can, there's no way that you can't not know. If you want to start a conversation with me, please don't start with that one. Hey, Emily, what my... are you playing next? Uh, you don't know? How do you not know your life? How do you not know? I know everywhere I'm going. <laughs> going to the DMV tomorrow. This reminds me, it's like, you know, it's like the thing with musicians, what we talked about earlier is like, like, it's really hard to be on time for things. Right? Yeah, that's just impossible. like something that's built no, it's in. Not. It's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> it's nope. built into my uh, my genetics. But um, but then what we were up text, we were both up texting. <laughs> Te- we were texting each other. We were messaging yeah. each other on Instagram, and it was like four in the morning. And then the more musicians I talked to, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, like wh- when I get home, I- I'm-, I'm up till two in the morning just winding down and. You're talking to people at three, four in the morning, and it's just a normal thing. We're just having a conversation. We're not. It's like I should have been surprised. It could be like one o'clock in the afternoon. I messaged you at two a.m. and said, 
can I have the address to here? And you like message me back in 10 seconds. And I was like, of course. Of course I, you're was, I was up practicing guitar. <laughs> you're up pra- and that's what I love is I like to tease people about being up late and then go, unless you're doing something creative, then you're totally, you have your hall pass. Yes. So I go for a second, I go, what do you do? It's 3 a.m. What are you doing up? What are you? And then I go, you writing something? Are you writing something? And then I love when the answer is yes, because that's... that's- uh, Practicing right. so, trying to practice soloing. Any of it, any yes. of it. Touching the guitar in the, the, from midnight on, you won. You have every excuse yes. in the world to be awake and alive. It is the, it is the best time. Yep. For creativity. Nighttime is the right time. Speaking of, I think you're going to perform some songs for us. I don't know. That today. would take a guitar under the table. <laughs> oh, okay. So I think I'll play the the single. Okay. Called- I'm just- yeah. I'm going to be off camera for this. Okay. And, uh, like... Yeah, let me know if I'm blowing things out. Put your put your hands in the air if I am being like too on the microphone. Just put your hands in the air, <laughs> wave at me and that will mean lean back. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll do it because you care about sound quality. That right, is what you wish for. I'm standing at the end of the world today. Guess it really isn't quite as bad as they always say. Tell me what star do you pray to? Tell me. Will you leave this hollow or follow through? You are the one. Well, now that time is done. Give her what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for. Give her what you wish for. Give it. 
will love you more than you will ever know. Ooh, every stone you throw. Ooh, every stone you throw. Every stone you throw. Give what you wish for. Give what you wish for. Give what you wish for. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for. Give what you wish for. Give what you wish for. Give what you wish for. So I'll, I'll ease up for this one, take a little sit back. So uh, I had an instance at a bar where I was just with somebody and I, you know, took a shot at Jameson, you know, this is last year and I tried to send it back across the bar in a nice little slick push. And of course I overdid it. So it just went over the edge and shattered loudly on the, on the bar, bar floor. And then the girl next to me just goes, Ari, you're such a menace. So then I went, okay, fine. So I wrote this. Tell me Am I man or a man is I'm smiling As the glass is breaking And I'm caught up With the cracks I'm making Around me And you ask me Could I care less Well that's anybody What's that feeling? Everybody's heaven but me. Is this everybody's heaven? Am I man or a man is the problem? Everyone is having an isolation. Starving for attention, for some acceptance. I need a vacation from me. When the ceiling is getting low, I want answers. I need to know. Tell me what's that feeling? I swear I've got no feelings, I can't 
and uncle Spent a long time gone A long time alone I swear I've got no feelings I cannot cope Spent a long time gone A long time alone Yeah, there is a saying You ought to know Leave well and not alone oh, There is a saying You ought to know
don't let me get into it, it might get intimate. Come on, it's all you know. Yeah, your London fog is in my hand. I can't get above it, so you know. Your London fog is in my hand. I was hanging around with 10,000 like-minded people We all felt the beat and we couldn't help but nod our heads Now I know why we are deserving of the minimum Cause the floor on the floor makes me want to Makes me wanna dance. She said the four on the floor makes me wanna dance, dance, dance. The four on the floor makes me wanna dance, puts me in a trance. It's all you know. Your London fog is in my head. I can't get above it. It's all you know. Your London fog is in my head. In my hand. Oh, baby, don't let me get into it. I won't quit. It's a bad habit. Baby, don't let me get into it. Am I getting to me? It's a Baby, don't let me get. Baby, don't let me get. Baby, don't let me get into it. Am I getting to me? She said. Nice. Paul Reed Smith makes nice, nice guitars. <laughs>